It's the final countdown. Cut. Hey guys, so game week one's here. The wait is over. We can't wait. Only a couple of days out now. And me and he- me and Greg are here today to talk through captaincy, differentials, our season predictions, and also the start of our mini league. So Greg, you excited? Very excited. Uh, counting down the days for the new season now. Um, can't wait for it to be Saturday already. I know, it's been really exciting, especially seeing the press conferences and the team news starting to come out. Our drafts are really starting to cement themselves. So, like I said, only a couple more hours and then game week one's the here. So, uh, it's going to be great to see how it finally gets going. A lot, Obviously, there's been a lot of confusion around COVID, a lot of confusion around who's injured, who's not injured. Obviously, there's not really been a pre-season for most of the team. So, it's a really strange pre-season this year. Yeah, it has been. And uh, it's been really interesting hearing the press conferences come out today. To be honest, it's given me more FPL headaches hearing who's out, who's in. <laughs> so how many, how many drafts have you done now? Oh, many. Triple figures, it must be. I've probably done about 10 today. Well, I, I literally have had it. You know, that scene from In Between Us where Simon gets given that clothes to wear from his girlfriend, that little outfit. He comes out and he just goes, it's shit, isn't it? And I've literally done that every time. Just looked at my draft, looked at the mirror at it and just gone, that is shit. Yeah, I can uh, I can really relate to Simon when it comes to FPL right now. Yeah, and also like, it's kind of like players that I know are rubbish, but in my head I've built up. So like, Che Adams, for example, I've just got this vision of him because he's six mil, that he's the new like Ronaldo R9. But let's be honest, it's Che Adams. Like, the, the guy could barely hit a barn door last year. Yeah, honestly, and it's just so many, so many things cropping up that's just making me doubt myself. Like I thought Sun was cemented in my team, and then I hear today Pulisic might be fit for game week one, and I'm suddenly thinking, should I play Pulisic? Should I not play Pulisic? Yeah, and I, I had Ziek for most of the, the preseason since the game's been live. Ziek's been in my team, and now it looks like he's out for a couple of weeks. So that's a big. So that change is really. I'm going to change my formation now. So uh, yeah, it's been a, a day for change. Hopefully, we'll hear some more news around COVID and stuff like that when the players come back from internationals and we'll know who's fit, who's not fit, but it's going to be a tough one this first game week. Yeah, I do think the next couple of days will be very decisive in terms of FPL. I feel like a lot of news is going to come out from the managers, etc. Um, I think it's definitely one that people will be wanted to be checking their phones regular. Yeah, and guys, just remember that the deadline has been moved now, so 90 minutes before this uh, kickoff. So the first kickoff, so you need to have your teams locked in that 90 minutes before the deadline. Uh, just make sure you do that because obviously that's a slight change from last season. But yeah, if you can wait as close to the deadline as you can for that, that really special team news that we need. Yeah. Right. So we've got a packed agenda for you guys. Um, first of all, we're going to do a bit of captaincy. Who to captain, who not to captain, who's the best options. Uh, then we're going to introduce our differentials, bro versus bro differential competition. We'll get onto that. And then we're going to go into our season predictions for the top point scorers per position. So, um, yeah, really good stuff for you guys today. So let's start with the captaincy, Greg. So first of all, we're going to go for Abamyang. So Abamyang away at Fulham. Fulham were awful when they were last in the league. Like, literally, captaincy was so easy. You go, oh, who's, who's playing Fulham? Oh, I'll just put the captain's armband on him. What, Darren Ben? Might yeah, still be the captain. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a little bit more, a bit more difficult this time because obviously it's first game of the season. The new clubs can do well in the first couple of games as they shock a couple of the sides in the league. But 
really, Bamiyang scored 11 goals against the bottom six last season, 11 of his 22. So you really expect him to do well against the Minnows. So is Bamiyang your man? I think Bamiyang is my man. He's currently got the captain's armband uh, as of right now. I just think he'll um, he'll do really well. He's had a great preseason. I think he's carrying good form. And I think uh, newly promoted side, I think he'll fancy himself to get a goal or two. Yeah, and he's been on fire in preseason, hasn't he? He's done brilliant. He's already got he got two goals the other day. He obviously, scored scored in the community shield. He gets those extra points per goal, clean sheet. So there's a lot of things going well for Aubameyang at the moment, and um, he's the Arsenal talisman. So if you're going for um, an Arsenal pick, then he is your main guy. And then obviously Fulham, they're probably the favourites to go down along with West Brom. So really, it's just a no-brainer to captain him. I think. Obviously, people are looking at Salah. We're going to Salah. But for us, I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i got the armband on Aubameyang and I'm guessing you've got the armband on Aubameyang too, Greg. Yeah, I do have it on Aubameyang. I think if you're going to ever captain Aubameyang, it's going to be game weeks like this. So, he's got yeah. it for me. I don't know. Can you, can you remember Alfie Moon out of EastEnders? He's the Shane Ritchie, the guy who's saying, like, baby, I'm your man. I'd just be looking <laughs> Bamiyang right now just look him straight in the eyes and say Pierre you're my man doing the yeah. business the only fear we've got is the early kickoff, haven't we Greg yeah I mean early kickoff's always a bit of a dodgy one isn't it it's, um, you don't want it to ruin your whole game it's just like betting like, you don't want it to ruin your whole game week if uh, it doesn't go your way first game yeah it's like it's a bit like if you captain early in a game week and it goes wrong it's just like you start a really good movie and then someone gives you like the big spoiler at the start. You're just like, oh, I yeah. point out what's the rest of this then. It's so <laughs> deflated for the rest of the game weeks. You just know that you've been let down. I really, yeah. I really, I really hope that doesn't happen with Aubameyang. That's not how I want to start my Premier uh, FPL season. Yeah, well, I know what I'm going to do. If Aubameyang doesn't score a return in the first game, I'm going to turn Twitter off for at least 48 hours. <laughs> don't want to get ping 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 Werner put ping 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 Salah yeah bounce but, um, but yeah so Aubameyang's our man um, so if you're not going for Aubameyang then obviously the champions are at home against a newly promoted club in Leeds which is obviously another great fixture King Mo Salah's playing them why not Mo Salah Greg? Well, why not Mo Salah? I guess one of the doubts over him is he hasn't had the best preseason. I don't think he's scored any goals in preseason, um, so he's not carrying good form into the start of the season. Uh, we don't know yet how Leeds are going to perform in the league. A lot of people are very um, positive that they'll do well. I'm one of those people. I think they'll do well, but um, I, it'll be interesting to see how they turn out. It could go the other way. I think Bielsa is it's, it's going to be one way or the other. It's either going to be great season or really poor season. I don't really see an in between with them. Yeah, I think people overhyping Leeds a little bit. There's like because really last season the question was, are they newly promoted? Yes. Are they away at Anfield? Yes. Is Salah your captain? Yes. So I don't think people should look too much into Bielsa and how good Fulham are going to be. Really, if you look at it plainly, the newly promoted Liverpool at home, Salah's going to do well. Um, but like you, he's been rubbish in preseason, hasn't he? Yeah, he's he's not performed well in preseason, but who knows? Who knows with him, he could smash it, like start the season ground running. But I don't have anything to tell me that that's going to happen. So I've got doubts with him. Whereas with Aubameyang, I feel a lot more confident that he will score. 
Yeah, and also the community shield, he was just he went missing really. And then against Blackpool, they scored seven goals and Salah didn't get one. And you've got Minamino, he's already got two goals in pre-season and he's like Firmino's rubbish brother. Like, <laughs> no, like Firmino, just like, you know when you kind of, you play with your mates, you play football with your mates and your mum goes, oh, just let your brother play. And you'd be like, mummy's crap. Yeah, but just let your brother play. It's a bit like that with Minamino. Just, like, clock goes, oh, go on, lads, just let him have a game. Uh, but yeah, if Minamino if Minamino is outscoring Salah, then that really shows that he's struggling. So um, yeah, that's the only reason why I wouldn't give Salah the armband. But it'd be very like Salah to put a hat trick past Leeds now. Yeah, I mean it's what it's one you can never really tell for sure. But I would I'm not confident with Salah. What about his mate uh, Mane? I think Mane. It'll be. In, uh, I think similarly to him with Salah, I think he he showed probably a bit better form in preseason. He hasn't looked as um, as unlikely to score as Salah, but I do think it's the same sort of boat. I think both options aren't quite as um, positive as Aubameyang for me personally. Yeah, and um, Mane did score against Blackpool. Uh, he got four goals post lockdown compared to Salah's three. So really, as a Liverpool option, I know Salah has a lot more shots, but really the armband should be looking. You should probably be looking at Mane. Um, but Salah at home is always a strong, strong option. So you, you wouldn't go far too wrong. Right, so then we can move on to Mr. Timo Werner, new to the league, um, German striker, young. Uh, funny enough, he's already scored against Brighton and that was in pre-season. It took him five minutes. So <laughs> if, uh, the captainers would enjoy that. But uh, what do you think about Timo Werner, Greg? I think he's going to have a great season. I think he's a proven striker in the Bundesliga. I think he'll come here and he'll score a lot of goals. I think against Brighton, you'll fancy him to score. As you say, he's already scored against Brighton. Um, you fancy him to potentially score. One question mark over Chelsea for me is, not really sure how they're going to line up, What if they're going to change their shape, if it's going to take some time to blend in. There's still players yeah. waiting to come in. There's a few question marks over them, but... I do I do think Werner is a good option if you want someone who is going to score you goals. Yeah, no, I agree. Obviously, Frank announced today that Ziyech is out for a couple of weeks. We don't know how that's going to affect them. Obviously, he's a creative, he'll be a creative spark. Havertz has come in, but he's not much game time. So it's going to be interesting how they gel. But obviously, a big plus is Pulisic. Now, Pulisic is back. That's going to be a good supply, a supply line in for Werner. Um, and you think Werner will line up in the middle with Pulisic on the left. So... Yeah, just to give you a couple of stats on Pulis- uh, not Pulisic, Werner, Greg. Um, he got 28 goals last season in 34 games and 8 assists. Yeah, So that's 36 goal contribution in 34 games. So that's just exactly what you're looking for with a captaincy option. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible statistics, isn't it? I mean, that's that goal amount and that assist amount, that's, uh, it's, it shows how, how he's had a breakthrough season last season. Very, very, yeah. very strong player. I think we're going to be talking about him in a lot of game weeks to come, aren't we? He's going to be a really strong captaincy option moving forward. It'll be a very interesting one. I think um, in terms of ownership, it was, it'll be interesting to see how his season starts. If he goes hits the ground running, his ownership's going to fly up. But if he well, starts... Already, season, it's nearly 50% already, Greg. I think it'll go even higher if, if he starts the season well. I think. But if he doesn't, then you could see that shoot down and maybe a few price drops. Yeah, exactly. So then we come on to maybe a slight more of a gamble, but he's got a fantastic record against this side. We've got Harry Kane. So Harry Kane at home, 
He's got nine goals in his last 10 versus Everton. So obviously he's got strong historic form against them. Uh, strong post-lockdown form. He had the most goals set for Antonio in the league. Son has done very well up front without Kane there. Well, he's been in isolation, obviously playing for England. So a lot of positives for Harry Kane. But for some reason, I just don't trust him against Everton. And I'm a bit uneasy about captain and a Jose striker. But how do you feel? I think um, I'm not really sure on Kane right now. I don't think he looked very good in the England friendlies. He didn't look completely match fit to me. He looked a bit sluggish. I think Everton as well, they'll be a strong team. They've made a lot of great signings. I think I think that'll be a really tight fixture in general. So I can't see a, a big haul for Kane, to be honest. Yeah, just quickly going on Everton. I've got Calvert-Lewin at the moment. I'm really impressed by the signings there. Uh, Ancelotti's doing some great stuff this window. So they're definitely one to watch out for. Good fixtures after this one. So keep an eye on Calvert-Lewin. But just going back to Kane, he looked really sluggish in the last two England games. I don't know if it was because Southgate was just playing so defensively. Like we were playing two defensive midfielders against Denmark, acting like they're Barcelona prime. And uh, it was just, it was crazy negative tactics, but maybe that affected Kane. But yeah, he, he looked a little bit tired. Saying that though, he had one cleared off the line and he had an offside goal, which should have stood. So he's a good option, but it's just whether you trust him. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. He definitely still had the opportunities to score in the two England friendlies. A quick side note about the defensive tactics of Southgate. I saw an interview after the game. Southgate said that the reason he played so defensively because if he played more open than Foden and Green would get more criticism for the fact that England looked open. So I think he, I think he might have yeah. lost it a little bit. It seems like, oh, like playing, oh, playing, playing the blame game a little bit there. Yeah. Um, I just thought I'd add that little bit in, but back to Harry Kane, I think he's, he, even when he plays poor, he still gets opportunities to score. That's the thing with Kane. Yeah. I think, uh, if Southgate carries on like that, it won't be Marks and Spencer's who's sponsoring his, uh, is uh, his suit? It'll be uh, probably George or Primark. They'll be doing his suit by the, <laughs> by the end of it if he carries on because bloody awful. Um, and then someone who's not been talked about a lot, but he won the Golden Boot last season. So why are people not talking about Jamie Vardy away at West Brom? He usually has a party at clubs like that. Um, you can just imagine Vardy scoring away at West Brom, but no one's talking about him. Is it the price tag? I think price tag's definitely a big thing. I think with him being at 10 mil, I feel like people can find a lot of value elsewhere. Um, but saying that, maybe it's just because he's not the most flashy option because how can you say there's not much value in a player who's the golden boot winner? Yeah. So yeah. I think I think um, it'll be interesting to see how he comes out this season. He's, he's not getting any younger, but it doesn't seem like he's going downhill or he seems like he's getting better each season. So... Yeah, the, the only thing that worries me a little bit is Leicester seem like they've not really done a lot of business. They look a little bit stagnant and obviously their form was so poor post-lockdown. They really needed that extra boost and it's not come from transfer activity. So I don't really know what kind of Leicester we're going to get. And uh, with that, it's, it just seems like a big risk. But I do think I do fancy him to score against West Brom, but not enough to put the captain's armband on him for sure. Yeah, I'd say I agree with that. I think Leicester... They've lost a few players. They're, they're currently suffering with injuries still. So I think... Um, they haven't got a defence. <laughs> yeah. Got they brought in that Castagna, I think, isn't it? But 
They've got yeah. three major losses in defence with Chilwell gone, Pereira injured, Johnny Evans injured. So yeah, maybe maybe Vardy's gonna have to play centre back. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie can have a party at centre back, mate. <laughs> so um yeah, so moving on, what we're going what we decided there is Bamiang's the best pick, guys. In our opinion, great form in pre-season, great form in post-lockdown. He looks well well on it. He might even be playing for a move the way he's playing at the moment. He hasn't signed a contract, so he's in great form. He's done really well against the Minnows, so great option there. But obviously, there are other options in terms of Salah, Kane, who you can look at too. But Aubameyang is our pick, yeah, Greg? Yeah, I think Aubameyang is definitely going to be captain for me this week. Cool. All right. So moving on now, we're going to do our bro versus bro differential competition. So the way it's going to work is each game week, Greg's going to name a differential. I'm going to name a differential for that game week. Whoever gets the most points uh, wins that weekend. And then that'll be one point for one of the brothers. So we're on game week one. And Greg, do you want to start us off? Tell us who your differential is. All right. So I've gone for um, maybe a slightly controversial one. I don't think it's one many people will have in their minds, but I've gone for Jared Bowen. At West Ham, the Hammers. He's um he's had a really confident preseason. He scored four goals, one assist. Uh, I think he's. I saw an interview of him. He said he's looking to start the season strong. I guess you'd expect that from a player, but uh. yeah, been a bit dodgy if you went. Do you know what, guys? I thought I reckon I'll I reckon I'll be shit for the first ten games. <laughs> but I might turn up. I don't know. I thought it was quite inspiring listening to it. I really really believed them. So um. I think that no, the last time I heard something and I really believed in was Audley Harrison against David A. You got sparked within the couple of rounds. <laughs> <laughs> that may be true, but I could see Jared Bowen spark in Newcastle. So it was like it. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a good option. I think it might be quite a tight affair, but I think um, West Ham could potentially get a few goals. I mean, it's there. It's their one decent fixture of many difficult ones afterwards. I think they'll want to prove something in the first game week. So, yeah. Jared he done Bowen. well pre-season? Jared Bowen? Yeah. He scored four goals and one assist in pre-season, so he's had a great pre-season. Oh, good. And obviously, Depravacus injured Newcastle, so they're going to be, that'll be their reserve goalkeeper in. Um, so, yeah, I think, like you said, they're going to be really up for this game because they know the fixture is going to really be difficult to come yeah, agreed. I think um, Jared Bowen's a good pick for the first game week, at least. Okay, so guys, you can stop laughing now because that's Greg's pick over. <laughs> but we'll we'll move on to me. Uh, so my pick is Eddie Nketiah at Arsenal. Now, he's only 2% owned. He's scored four goals in the last two under-21 games for England. He's looked brilliant, got a hat-trick in one of those games. He's only 6 mil. And he's playing Fulham. Now, those ingredients, they make a pretty nice meal there, really. A delicious one, actually. A delicious Enketia goal or two. Maybe an assist. Maybe a dash of an assist. But let's move. Let's just move on and think about the Community Shield. So the Community Shield, he started up front. Abang was on the left. Lacazette's not in the picture on the bench. It looks like Enketia is going to start the season away at Fulham. He's only 2% owned. He's a great option. So... For me, it's a no-brainer. And Katia, for this game, is the differential pick of the weekend. And Gregor, can't see how you can argue with that. I personally wasn't impressed with him in the Community Shield. I think he def- he did start up front, to be fair, but I don't think he was that effective. 
Um, I think Jared Bowen's going to do him, to be honest. Despite, yeah. <laughs> despite that, though, I think uh, six, if you, if it is true that he does start the season, six mil forward at Arsenal, that might be a bargain. Yeah, it's definitely one to keep an eye on, guys. But um, like I said, watch out for Enketia this weekend. I'm expecting at least a goal, maybe an assist with it. And then uh, Bowen will probably be sitting on a one-pointer and then we can just have a good <laughs> laugh at Greg next game week. Make sure, you, make sure when Bowen doesn't score, guys, make sure you get in the comments, lower Greg. <laughs> I can just see Eddie and Katia scoring now, an early goal, and he lifts his shirt up and it just says, screw Greg. I'm, I'm living in his head rent free, don't worry. <laughs> screw you, Bowen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so great. Guys, remember, so our first game week picks for the bro versus bro differential competition I'm going for Nketiah, Greg's going for Bowen. So keep an eye on those. And then what we're going to move on to now is our season predictions. So we're going to move, we're going to basically go for each position and go through who our top point scorer we think will be in those positions. Make sure you get in the comments who you think. Uh, we'll be doing some polls later on over the weekend so you guys can get involved too and let us know exactly who you think will be the leading point scorer per position. But for now, we're going to give you ours. So in goal... Who have you got as the top point scorer in FPL this season, Greg? I think I'm going to go with um, a fairly obvious choice. I'm just going to go with Alisson. I think... Boring, Al. <laughs> strong Liverpool defence, in my opinion. He's got to be up there, hasn't he? They're going to get a lot of clean sheets. He doesn't get any save points, though. True. That's the only thing I think. One, that, one other option that maybe intrigues me a little bit is Pope again this year. I think Burnley... Strong defensive side, and he's a great goalkeeper, makes a lot of saves. So maybe him, but I do think Allison edges it for me just by the sheer volume of clean sheets I think Liverpool are going to get again. Well, there's been some games where I've looked at the camera and it's gone to Allison in goal and he's got a paper and he's sitting down in a chair reading it because he's literally doing nothing. Does it? Does he get any bonus points for that? <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he can read <laughs> the whole paper by the end of the game, he gets a bonus point straight up. <laughs> Saying that he's got the Daily Star open and he never gets past page three. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Allison's looking at Allison, talking about politics. <laughs> All right, so Greg's got Allison. I'm going for someone slightly different because I think second season this guy is a bit of a tactical and defensive genius. Well, in years gone by, I'm going to go for Hugo Lloris. I think Spurs are going to be really defensively sound this year. He's, been, he's brought in Doherty. I think he might go to a back five. I'm expecting Spurs to keep a lot of clean sheets this year with quite a few save points also in there for a look, Lloris. So I think Hugo Lloris is going to be my go-to man. Greg, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think Mourinho's second season. I think Tottenham will be very solid. I can definitely see them getting a lot of clean sheets. So I can understand why you'd go for him, yeah. And another thing is that Lloris has had a really had a really good season last year. He's just injured for most of it. Yeah, that's very true. I think uh, if he can go the season injury free, he's going to be a strong option. Yeah, so I think that's definitely one to keep an eye on. And definitely, I know people are looking at Spurs defenders, the likes of Dyer and stuff like that. I can't have Dyer because I actually think he is Dyer. I think he's awful. I like to actually watch my assets and just sitting there watch, watching Dyer just makes me just want to quit the game. So I'm not going to be picking him. But Lloris, if he, I wish he was 5 mil. If he wasn't a 5.5 and he was 5 mil, he'd be in my team. 
but I'm not going to be spending that much on a goalkeeper. Yeah. Okay, so the defender one's a bit obvious, isn't it? Um, everyone's probably skipping this section. They're like, oh, they're going to pick Trent. They're going to pick Trent. And guess what, guys? I'm going to surprise you here because I'm going to go for Trent. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't argue against him. He's an assist king. He's improving every year. He's on free kicks. He's on corners. He's just he's just such a brilliant player. He's the heart of everything. Obviously, Community Shield, he was missing. You can see Liverpool really missed him. Um, he's just a great, great option. 7.5. He's coming underpriced, in my opinion. I just can't see anyone else but Trent, Greg. Can you see anyone else but Trent? I think I'm going to go for Willy Bolly. No. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm joking. Oh, I'm going for Trent as well. I you think only Trent... said that because you wanted to say Willie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, Trent's obviously a standout option, isn't he? He's an absolute assist king. His cross is absolutely deadly in a Liverpool side, which is very strong. I mean, 7.5. Isn't there's, there's no surprise he's the most expensive defender and it's definitely going to be for a reason. The only thing that gets to me is when people go, oh, he's a better crosser than David Beckham. And I'm like, did you ever watch David Beckham play? Like, because uh, it's not really close. David Beckham, like, unbelievable career. You need Trent to have a couple more years in the bank producing this kind of level before you start comparing them. But Trent is obviously a really special talent. And uh, I think we'll see more goals from him this year. Yeah, I definitely think he, he's got more goals in him. He's very capable of it. I won't uh, I won't get started on David Beckham because I'll probably go on for like half an hour about uh, how much of a legend he is. I think he's an underrated player. But... Um, Back on Trent, I do think goals and assists, they're going to come. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we really surprised you there, guys, but unfortunately, that's the, the most obvious pick in FBL at the moment. And Trent is our top point scoring defender prediction. So we're going to move on to midfield. Now, I reckon we'll be slightly more different here, Greg. So who do you fancy to get the top points? Obviously, Salah's very reliable. Bamiang's moved to midfield now. KDB was a top point scorer last season. Who is your prediction for this season? My prediction is last season's winner. I'm going to go with KBB again. Okay. I think he's going to have another strong season. I think City are going to score a lot of goals, as they always do. I think KDB is probably uh, just... I feel like he's improving still. I think he's going to have an even better season than last season. I think he's going to get goals, going to get assists, and he's the best player in the league at the end of the day. Yeah, no, it's hard to argue with that, but also... KDB, he equaled Honoree's record for assists last season. Obviously, that's a really high standard. Do you think he? Do you think really it's realistic he can get up to those levels again? I think he'll score more goals. I think I, I, I do genuinely think um, another strong season for him. He's just so influential in that team. I think. Yeah, um, I guess the scary part is he might be on penalties. Yeah, it seemed like nearing the end of last season, he was taking over penalty duty. So that'll add to his goal tally for sure. City will get penalties. It's amazing, really, because City have got so many good players, but none of them are really good at penalties, which is quite weird. Like They were just all missing them last season. It was just like, Aguero, you have a go. Sterling, you have a go. Silva, you have a go. Oh, we've all missed yeah. KDB. And now he's put a couple away, so... What happens if KDB misses one or two? But yeah, I think he'll start the season's penalty take for sure. Yeah, I reckon too. I think if he starts missing some, Edison might want to step up, to be honest. But um, I think I Edison think would be amazing at penalties. He'd just absolutely blast it in the top corner every time. He'd be top bins every time. 
I can just imagine everything just doing a Rabona. Just top, top bit. <laughs> yeah, I'd actually have a in the goal. Yeah, but yeah, Edison has got the most ridiculous technique, hasn't he? 100%. I mean, his, his long pass is a joke. It's an absolute joke. Um, so, yeah. But, Who do you reckon is better long passing at, out of Trent and Edison? I'd go so with Edison. I think I'd I would with too. I think, I think even over KDB, if you just said to me, give me one person to hit a, a diagonal ball from his own half to the other half on someone's foot, I'd probably go Edison. It's just so consistent. It's incredible. It's incredible to watch. He's like, it's a goal kick and then suddenly they're throwing goal. It's absolutely mental. <laughs> He's basically got a left foot like Roberto Carlos, hasn't he? Yeah. But, um, Can you imagine Edison doing that Roberto Carlos free kick? <laughs> <laughs> Break the net. It would. It would. All right, so I'm going slightly different, and I've been very vocal about this on Twitter. I'm going Bruno. Bruno averaged over eight points per game when he joined United last season. He's been unbelievable since joining the club. Uh, he's the heart of everything. He takes everything. He takes the free kicks. He takes the penalties. He takes the throw-ins. Uh, he, he literally does everything. He's absolutely central to everything United do. Um, I think United are going to improve scoring more goals this season. So he'll be there'll be more of a chance for him to get more assists, be more of a chance for him to get involved in goals. There's talk of Sancho coming in. He won 10 penalties in the Bundesliga last season. Van der Beek won quite a few penalties in the, in the, um, the Dutch league. Obviously, United, all their strikers are wingers. It just seems like the penalties are going to be sustainable in terms of what he's getting. And I think also his overall game is going to improve for the likes. There's so many deliveries he's putting in from corners and Maguire was heading them over. And I just think all round with the whole season, I think he's going to be pretty special this year, Bruno. And I think 10.5 is an absolute bargain. And he is my pick for the season to be the top point scorer, not just in midfield, but the whole game. Wow, that's a big claim. It's a big claim. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've just dropped the mic. And I've got my foot on KDB's throat and I'm saying, KDB, Bruno's my boy. So do you, do you think it's because 8.2 points per game is an absolute joke? Do you think really think that's yeah. sustainable next season throughout the whole season or like at least somewhere near that level? I think obviously it'll be slightly less, but I think he'll still be incredibly, incredibly reliable and consistent. And I think that's exactly what you want with a captain option. And obviously, if you need to be a top point scorer, you need to be consistent. And Bruno is Mr. Consistency. He can score. He can assist. He's involved in everything. So he's the go-to guy. And for me, he'd be a top point scorer midfielder, but also top point scorer of the whole game. Remember, you quick, can tweet him up on that, guys. But Bruno, top goal scorer of the whole game. On a quick note, on t- in terms of United, then, if you think Fernandes is going to perform so well, would you say there's any room for a, a cover in terms of if you didn't want Bruno, could you get Martial? And do you think that would be reliable cover? Or would you say Bruno ha- has to be in your team? I don't think those covers ever really work. I think every time I've tried to cover it, it's just not worked. Um, I know I've done it, tried to do it before with like Salah and people like that. But when you've got assets who are just so essential to everything what the club, uh, everything the team does, and that's Bruno. He can assist, he can score. Like it's really difficult to cover someone like KDB because he's got so many different variations of how he can get points. Whereas you yeah. look at someone like Sterling, for example, really he's only going to score. 
So the variation in points which Bruno can get compared to a Martial is is really quite significant. So I think it's really difficult to cover. Yeah. Okay. And also I think, um, to- sorry, I think I agree with your option. I think um, I don't think he'll be top point scorer personally, but I do think I can understand where you're coming from. He is essential to the United team, and he takes all the penalties and he scores. He hasn't missed the penalty in over four years, so yeah. he uh, he's gonna he's gonna get goals through that. So definitely, I think he'll be a strong option. Yeah. So guys, you watch out, Bruno, top point scorer this year. Keep me on that. And then we're going to move on to the forwards, Greg. So top point scorers up front. Who do you fancy this year? I think it's very tough, this position. Um, you've got a lot of options. You've got the likes of Werner. You've got the likes of Vardy. You've got the likes of Kane, Martial. Um, this one might be Hart instead of um, Head, but I'm going to go with Anthony Martial. Go on, boy. Go on, Tony. I think this is going to be his best season. I think he's going to get more than 20 goals. And I think he will be rivaled by Werner. I think Werner have a great season along with Kane and Vardy. But I do think Martial is going to break through, going to get so many goals. And I think he's going to win it, not by much, but he's going to get a lot of goals. He's going to be the main man up front for United. Okay. Yep. No, I think that's a. I'm absolutely in the Tony camp. He's been absolutely electric since Bruno's come in. He's looked brilliant with France in the last couple of games. He played. I know he got uh, assist in the last game, won the penalty in the great game before. So he's looking brilliant, uh, Anthony, and he's really, really improved since Bruno's come in. And I'd love to pick him, but the reason I'm not going to pick him, and I'm doing this on the fact that I think if he can stay fit, he will be the top point scorer in uh, in attack, and that is the legend that is Sergio Aguero. Now, this is a lot on if he can stay fit. But if he stays fit, there's no doubt he's the best striker in the league. Uh, and maybe he's arguably maybe the first or second best striker of all time in the Premier League. Guy's incredible. His strike rate's amazing. And with KDB, Sterling, those likes putting the ball in for him. City got over 100 goals last season. He's just such a great option. If he can just stay fit, he's so lethal. He can score four goals a game. So Aguero is my pick. Yeah, I think Aguero is another great option. I think he's one I actually forgot about, to be honest, which is crazy. How can you forget about Sergio Aguero? But, um, yeah, I he's think 10.5. I think interesting thing with Aguero is uh, he gets rotated quite heavily with Jesus. He usually comes off, if Aguero starts, he'll, he'll come off around the 60th minute for Jesus. But saying that, despite maybe a bit of lack of game time, as you say, he can score a hat-trick before that 60-minute mark. Um He's leading the line at a City team, which has a lot of creativity, mainly through KDB. So he's going to get chances. If he, if he stays fit, he's going to get chances and he's going to score goals. I think Aguero is probably the only striker in the game who can get three or four goals in 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 a game consistently. Like Aguero is the kind of guy who can get a couple of hat-tricks in the season, whereas I don't really see that with the other options. Like, I don't know if you agree with that, but he's just, when he's on fire, he's absolutely on fire. I think I think City have games in general where they can score big goals, a lot of goals in the game. I think not many teams are capable of that on such a regular basis, in my opinion. So I think immediately that helps the possibility of Aguero getting hat tricks. Um, I think I think uh, if you want someone to get you a hat trick, it's probably going to be him. Yeah, no, especially against the minnows. Aguero against the minnows at home, it's just the 
It's usually a goal main for fantasy. So if he can stay fit, he's my he's my pick. Uh, Ten point five. If he can show us his fitness, he's he's got to be in a lot of teams. Um, I think Aguero is an absolutely brilliant captaincy option, but it's just can he stay fit? So that's one to keep an eye on, guys, because he's definitely high high value at ten point five. Cheapest he's I think he's been since he joined the game. So um, yeah, keep an eye out for him. Right, so that's our top point scorer predictions. We're just going to quickly do a top four and a bottom three prediction. So, Greg, top four, who's going to get Champions League and who's going to win the league? Top four is very difficult this year. I think the fact that you have the likes of City and Liverpool who have got to be in there, and then you've got um, Chelsea, United, Arsenal, Tottenham all fighting for those third and fourth positions. I think... For me, the top four is going to be fourth will be United. I think uh, it's, it hurts me to say, but I don't think right now, unless we bring more players in, there's talks about Sancho, but haven't seen it finalised yet. I just think Chelsea are going to be very strong. Um, and I, I don't see us taking over City or Liverpool. So I'm going to go Chelsea third and I'm going to go Liverpool second. I don't think they're going to retain the title. And I think I think City are going to win the league again this year. Okay. Well, like many things, I think Greg's very wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely mental. Um, Really? Well, maybe I'm a little bit more biased, but I think we're going to do a bit better than that this year. So I'm going to go for, unfortunately, I do think Liverpool are going to retain the title and that pains me to say it. Like That is the most painful thing saying that um it's basically like finding out your mum's with another bloke uh it's just absolutely awful finding out that kind of news when Liverpool won the title but unfortunately I think it's going to another bloke. <laughs> well hope not sorry <laughs> <laughs> um and then I think Liverpool are going to win the league I think United are going to finish second um watch out Mason Greenwood this season guys watch out Anthony Marshall and then third, I think City, and I think Chelsea will be fourth because I think it'll take a bit of time for them to gel. And um, I still think defensively that even with Silver, it's going to be interesting how he gets on. But I fancy United to be second this year. Uh, so that's our top fours. Obviously, let us know in the comments what you think, guys. You might be thinking I'm Barmy. You might be thinking Greg's Barmy. Let us know. But um, yes, yeah, so we're going to quickly do the bottom threes. So there's some absolute duds, I think, in this league this season. I think Fulham are an absolute banker to go down. Rubbish. And I think West Brom also banker to go down. Uh, And then it gets a bit more difficult. So I reckon Fulham's going to be 20, West Brom 19. And then I think I'm going to go... I think Crystal Palace are going to go down this season. I'm going to go Crystal Palace. So I'm going to go Palace, Fulham, West Brom. Okay. Um, I've got, I've gone for very similar in terms of the two newly promoted sides in West Brom and Fulham. I think they're both going to go down. I don't think they're strong enough, either of them, coming into this league. I think um, I think there'll be one, one um, side currently in the league that will go down with them. And I think that will be... I think that'll be Aston Villa and not Crystal Palace. I don't think Villa are going to be strong enough this year to stay up. No, it'd be interesting how Watkins gets on. Yeah, I see Watkins has just come in for them. Um, 
in the last um, day or two. I think um, he uh, he'll be good, but I don't think he'll be strong enough. It, it won't be enough for me. They're well overpaid for him, though. <laughs> How much was it? It was like in total, it was like thirty-three million. I haven't seen anything of him, but I, I, thirty-three million was a lot. I just think I reckon Watkins was at home and his agent got a call and he was like, "Yeah, Villa just bid thirty-three million for him," and he went, "You what? <laughs> <laughs> what Ollie Watkins? You have a love?" <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So that's our top fours and bottom three. Uh, and then just quickly, last thing is our mini leagues now up and running. I know we've posted a couple of times with the auto join links. Uh, make sure you get in there, guys, because obviously we'll be doing weekly shout-outs for the managers of the week and some real highlights in terms of the month and see who've really performed the best in our leagues. And uh, we'll shout you out on Twitter and also these podcasts. And just in case that you haven't seen that link, the code to join is IW6MOC. IW6MOC. So make sure you get in there. Make sure you get above Greg. And then we can have a, a good laugh at him. <laughs> you, you you're up, yes, um, if you're trying to find my team, like in within the league, just look at the top one and I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I said, we're so excited for it to get started. Make sure you get in the mini league. Um, make sure you let us know what you think about our top point predictions, our captaincy shouts, and uh well, this time next week, we'll finally know how many mistakes we've made. Probably quite a few. But until um, next week, thanks very much for listening, guys. And we'll, we'll talk again next week. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, guys. Thank you.